Well, welcome to The Journey. My name is Kevin Polkey, and I am the host of The Journey. And um, this month, we are focused on Mental Health Awareness Month. And so the first two uh, in this series, we had two different episodes that, that talked about uh, the origins of Mental Health Awareness Month, um, this idea of what if we change our perception about how we view our mental health and the development of our mental health. And we, if we compared that similar uh, to developing our physical health. And then last week, we talked about the idea of, of being able to uh, seek out that guidance um, in the midst of uh, not only uh, coping with uh, if you've had experienced in a trauma or if there was a chemical imbalance or some situation and how to address the narrative uh, or the story that we tell ourselves. This week, we are going to continue that and talking about this idea of um, self-discovery. I think that's one of the, um, for me at least, has always been the, the intriguing aspect of uh, being a counselor, seeking out uh, when I first started, started doing my own work on myself regarding men's work back in the early 90s. Um, was this idea of self-discovery. When I first got introduced to um, and, and started studying uh, psychology, um, it was in undergraduate school. I had never met a counselor, so I had no idea what uh, a counselor really did. I kind of had a vague idea with what I would see on in movies or on TV and different things like that. But I, my interest primarily um, had to do with this idea of um, sports psychology and how was understanding my motivation, understanding and channeling my thinking and how that um, could enhance my uh, sports performance. So I remember early on reading about Arnold Schwarzenegger um, when he was bodybuilding and the visual visualization techniques that he used during his workouts and what he would do regarding the self-talk. And he didn't use these words, but the idea of, uh, of mindfulness um, during that visualization when he was exercising and, and training. And that was probably where the seeds first planted. Similar, I had different coaches and different individuals who, um, who were in my life who very much were people that I would go to uh, that, that helped me out during, uh, during time periods with questions that I had. Was maybe in the 90s is definitely the same today. There is just a lot of information available for this idea of self-help and personal growth. Um, so, so where do you start? Well, I think first off, um, I don't think there's necessarily a wrong direction um, to specific go in when you first get started. I'm not saying that there aren't individuals that that may um, have their own motivations for why they're putting out uh, putting out content. I'm more speaking to um, for you that if you are beginning this journey of discovering this emotional mental side of your being and developing that, 
um, I don't necessarily think there's a wrong uh, direction for you to go in. I think being able to have this idea um, of being curious and then seeing where as you as you learn about something due to that curiosity and see if it fits for you. Caution, um, I throw out this cautionary step is that many, many times uh, our tendency to prematurely uh, make conclusions or judgments based upon uh, some material that we read. You, you will hear people, um, I remember when I was first in the 90s working, any, anybody, any student that was having a hard time concentrating or sitting still was flippantly uh, said that they had attention deficit disorder. Or uh, later, um, when someone would have a mood swing, or, or they would you know be up and then be down being moody, then they must be bipolar. Or someone who has has a tendency to be either act as if they're entitled or um, or, or act in a, in a way that is very uh, appearing to be selfish, selfish in everyone that, or majority of people they interact with um, are secondary, that we label them or throw out the, the title of narcissist or narcissist's tendencies. I think these broad generalizations are things to be aware of and, and to caution to, to not fall down that that slippery path of making those conclusions or judgment just based upon um, a minimal amount of information. I think it's important that as you are discovering some, some new theory, some new technique, some, some individuals uh, research that they've done either that they've come on a podcast or talking about or uh, a journal article or a book that you're reading is to, to allow the information to speak to you and then to see, decide if that's a fit. In other words, it could be possibly another tool that you have in your toolkit regarding um, a certain aspect of your life. The odds are if they have, especially if it's a journal article, or there has been a book written by someone who is credible, the odds are that this has been well-researched, so there would be some level of merit to it. Now, with that being said, I don't think that it should be, or anything is a one-size-fits-all. Um, we as humans are way too complex for it, for one particular theory or one particular framework to, to work for everyone. Um, and so I think we should take it for what the research that's been done, take it for what it is offering and see if this, at this time period in your life, when you're, when you're studying it, when you're becoming introduced to it, how does this fit? What kind of, what aspect of a tool can this be used for, used for you to improve and enhance your mental health? You know, other times it may be, um, you know, it may not be something that is well-researched like in a book. It may be someone who is just giving you some insight based upon their observation or their experiences. And similar, that's what I'm doing with you guys right now, is that for you just to take that and see if there's some aspect of it that rings true for you. As we would say, um, try it on, see if it fits. Um, if it does fit, um, then I think you should, you know, utilize it. 
Um, if it doesn't fit right now, eh, maybe you put it off and, and put it into uh, the, the metaphorical closet and maybe you come back to it at some other point. I think it's also important to realize that in all ancient wisdom traditions, it is stated that a guide is a crucial element for transformation to happen. Why does this happen? Why is it necessary for us to have a guide along our story of transformation? I think mostly, for me at least, in my journey, um, it was important for me to have someone see what I can't see, to point out to me um, of, of what I may be doing that um, that they could be uh, could be going in a rut or that I may um, start forming my own bias, that, that that guide or that mentor, that counsel is that person to could be pointing out something that I'm not aware of or pointing out a tendency that I may not be aware that I'm doing. That guide, first and foremost, is to create a space for you to self-reflect that they will ask questions for you for you to discover your answers and then they'll give feedback upon how you're developing i think all these different things are important it's critically important to supplement working with someone as you're growing that there'll be times when you'll work with a guide and then you'll go out and do life and then you may come back and you may work with someone else that that during the time period when you're working with someone or in between times to be able to uh, get information that you can discover um, either through lectures or podcasts or through books or journal articles to continue this idea of self-discovery and exploring and being able to enhance your mental and emotional development similar as we've been talking about regarding your physical and spiritual development. And I think as, as critical it is, as it is to continue and always follow that curiosity and allow your imagination uh, as you start discovering things about yourself, it's really important to enjoy the journey of developing your best self. As always, thank you for being here and look forward to being with you next week.